You know, I always thought that conspiracy theorists were just a bunch of complete morons. But now I find myself part of exactly the sort of government conspiracy they're always warning people about. And knowing what I know now, I realized something. Conspiracy theorists are still mostly morons. Part of being a scientist is recognizing that there are things we don't understand. Sometimes we just don't know the answer. The conspiracy nuts get that much, at least. But let's face it, people hate not knowing. And they hate to admit they don't have all the answers, even to themselves. So instead of keeping an open mind, they grab onto some random idea that usually has no evidence to back it up and then insist it must be true because nobody can prove otherwise. I guess some of them aren't completely clueless, though. Alfred seems to have at least some common sense. I'd like to sit down with him sometime and talk about what sort of inexplicable things he's come across. He was in the Air Force, so maybe he got caught up in some of the stuff that other organization has been up to. That Doug guy, though... He's the kind of guy that most people associate with the word nut job. Even so, when he started going on about the greys, I thought for a moment he might have stumbled across something useful. But no, it was just the usual paranoid fantasy about sucking people's brains out. And some nonsense about blue goo. What the hell is up with that? You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left the agents of our cell, they were spread out three ways. Rooster and River were chatting with some folks in a tent with a green triangle. It was a podcast tent but it seems as though that it was more of a conspiracy theory and aliens and weird shit type of uh, gathering of people. Rowan and Regan. Well, Rowan watched Regan walk up the steps into the flying saucer as Regan is going to go get washed. And Ross opened the door to the RV to find a very disheveled Agent Weber. That's certainly one way to put it. They, they, they put me in a box. I don't know how long ago. Were there... Who who put you in the box? I went in to get, get, get cleaned. Mm-hmm. They did the thing. And then there were all these lights. And he, and he looks down at his arms. And, they, and they, they, they stuck me. And he starts rubbing his inside of his elbows. Um... I think they drew blood. They 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 intubated me. It it and then they folded me up and put me in a in a box. And when did this happen yesterday? I, I what day is it? It's Monday. It couldn't be Monday. I was gone for longer than I swear. When's the last time you remember seeing me? No offense, dude. Who the fuck are you? I mean, one fair. Uh, you, yesterday afternoon, you came in here looking for that drug reverb, and the next thing I knew, you had disappeared 
into the mirror. What? For lack of... I, I don't understand either. Um, and then I saw you again later later that day, but you had a mole on your wrists, and I don't... Looking at his wrist again, I don't see that now. Um, based on what I've kind of put together, maybe clones? I don't know. Um, you're going to stay here. I will... I will send a text to Agent Redacted. Okay. You just stay here. I'm going to get a water bottle for him and uh, change the clothes. <laughs> or just clothes. Um, he's a bit bigger, but you might have something that might work. Yeah, at the very least a blanket and like some stretchy pants. Yeah, you get him some, some spangly stretchy pants. And I will shoot out... I'll just shoot out a group text... Weber's back at the RV. No moles. And what time is it now? Like ten? About that, yes. So right, we're gonna we're gonna stay here. When you're feeling a little better, we can try to remember some things. But for now, you're just gonna rest. Gonna get hydrated. All right. Sounds sounds good. We'll figure this out. Who are you? Um. I'm here with Agent Redacted. All right. Okay. River and Rooster. This guy rambles on, but he's not horribly out of sync with some of the things that he's talking about. It's not as though that the broken clock's right twice a day. He's right maybe five or six times a day, which is a little scarier than others. Does he tell us anything that seems relevant to what's going on here? During some of the times, in the formidable times in our building of a society, there are some scholars that think that our species was seeded by extraterrestrials. That to help us move along in our advancements of society and out of uh, technology, that somebody seeded more intelligent beings and left them here. So they seeded us and also seeded intelligent beings? Yes, some of us are intelligent beings. Yes, Maureen, you got that. I'm proud of you. Hoorah! I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm, it, old habits die hard. I sat in a chair. I ate filet mignon. You got a box of crayons. Yeah, I'm just kind of sulk a little bit, chewing on the inside of my cheek, because this guy hasn't earned it. He doesn't get to make these jokes yet. I don't like him. Yeah, well, the the fossil record says that we're descended from creatures that involved here. Right, which makes sense. But yet those steps of evolution happen so quickly, right? How did we grow from these great white apes to what we are now? Oh, well, you know, there's, there's lots of uh, ideas about that, you know. Certainly seems possible that something has visited the planet. Interesting stuff, man. I think I think they're still here. I think they still keep keep coming and and leaving new people and heading off. I mean, they're almost the progenitors of our society. So, so leaving people, you, most people who are into that sort of thing say they're taking people. Right. I think that they take them, and when they come back, they're different. They're charged up. They've got something special in their uh, in their DNA makeup. 
yeah, I suppose there's that uh, chariots of the gods stuff. And he nods his head emphatically. But why are they doing it? I mean, we can't imagine. I mean, it, we're trying to you're trying to think of like a higher, uh, you know, a, a higher level of intelligence. We can't comprehend their plan or why they're doing it or what they're doing it. You know, I don't think I don't think they're a monolith. I think that they've got, you know, different factions and groups. And I don't even think it's one of them. I think it's I think there's a whole lot of them that are out there. I mean, what kind of hubris do we have to think that we're the only ones here? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't see any reason why we can't comprehend what they're trying to do. I mean, maybe they're trying to uh, get uh, friends they can talk to, or maybe they're trying to get a uh, slave race that they can exploit. Uh, could be lots of things. You know, just to be abducted just once, that would be like the coolest fucking thing ever. Just taken up into one of their, their, their spaceships and... You know, seeing it firsthand, I mean, we've seen stuff fly over the Gulf of California and I've, I've, I've seen blips pop up on all different kinds of, on radar and, and whatnot and stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about, but man, to see that stuff firsthand. Well, even if you get probed? Eh, enough coconut oil. Reagan, you are brought into a changing room and... The very tough buff gal motions for you to take your garments off over in that corner and you can walk behind this, this screened off area and uh, she will uh, happily hose you down. Uh, as I'm walking behind her, I want to try and clock the spots that we've habitually seen moles and see if I see anything. On her? Yeah. Yes. Great. Reagan's going to be dragging her feet a little bit. And kind of just just following instructions a little bit naively, I guess I want to say like, oh, oh, you want me to put my clothes over over here? Okay. And like, I, she she doesn't really want to to fully go through with this, so she's just kind of like really going slowly and trying to take in the room and the environment and see exactly what what everything is, where her exits are. There's one exit behind you. And there is uh, a very large woman standing in the way, and she's holding on to a high-pressure wash nozzle wand. There is an area of privacy where you are able to dress and undress. Okay, well, she goes behind the, uh, into the dressing area and um, starts to, to peel off her athleisure wear of the day. Rowan, you have gotten to the top of the stairs. And you see in the doorway is a very broad-shouldered woman uh, in one of the rooms that branch off of the main section of this saucer. So I'm having difficulty picturing this. So just for my own brain, I come up the ramp and it, there's like a central area with a bunch of doors that open off of it. Yes, there's about four that go off in each each direction. And you've come up on, say, effectively the southeast if we're looking at a, a compass. Okay, thank you, that helps. Are the doors like Star Trek sliding kind of doors or are they open shut normal doors that I might be able to use as a little bit of cover just in case the woman turns around? They do seem to be the Star Trek, you know, shh doors, but none of them open as you, as you approach. Okay. I'm immediately looking up and scanning for 
Subliminal messages or a camera? You do not see a camera in here, and, and uh, in your, you're not seeing any uh, like laser lights on this one. So I'm going to then be a little bit behind the woman, far enough away that there's not that automatic, you know, you, you can feel when someone is behind you, but close enough that if something goes hinky, I can at least make a decent attempt to deal with her while Reagan runs. The door's open. Mm-hmm. That seems weird if they're going for any measure of privacy while spraying people down. Well, as the large woman steps in, as Regan is uh, disrobing, it's starting to close. I want to try to get in as quickly as I can without alerting the woman. Hoping that me being smaller than her and fast will help. Well, this is going to be one of your best stats. Oh, it's stealth, ain't it? Go ahead and give me a stealth roll, Agent Rowan. Fuck me running. Cool. Ought nine out of 13. You're able to slide in as it closes. The large woman sprays the hose a couple times. All right. Um, it should be pretty warm. Shouldn't be too cold. If you want to step over into the cleaning area, you can go ahead and I will uh, go ahead and spray you down. Uh, okay, great. Um, thanks. Uh, yeah. And Reagan is kind of still very awkwardly. She obviously does not know that Rowan is in here with them. So she's just kind of like, okay. And like keeping up the chat. So like, how long you been working here? Is this your first burn? Uh, I've been coming here. This is my, uh, my fifth one. Wow. Do you always hang out kind of in the same, same area? Or do you like to hop around camps? No, I'm 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 pretty pretty solid here. Oh wow, that's awesome. They take good care of us. Cool. So I think we are where we are at this point. Uh Reagan pops out buck ass nude, um and is looking into the room. It's very Spartan in here. There is a small drain underneath. There's a, a bit of a privacy wall, and right now Ms. Ms. Brunhilde, if you will, lifts the the wand over and begins to spray. And like, all right, you can get on, get in, get on in there. Cool, thanks. So, kind of like very carefully. I don't know if this floor is wet. I assume it's maybe probably kind of wet. So she's taking care not to slip and fall. Is headed towards the sprayer. When you head toward the sprayer, you see that on the floor there is a thin blue, like um almost like a soap on the ground and the water hits you and it's warm but it's not overly hot and it just feels as though that it's sticking to you it's not a great feeling it feels like it's an extra thick soap reagan is going to manually hold her nose closed and try and make sure she doesn't get anything like in her face or ears even with your eyes shut, there is a very bright light above you. You hear a whirring, a mechanical fan sound that's starting to pick up pace and tempo. The woman clicks the wand, and, you know, with your eyes shut, you can feel a different pressure being applied to you. It feels as though you're almost floating. Rowan, you see 
Agent Reagan getting slightly taller because you can now see the top of her head over the top of this privacy wall. And there's a very bright white light above her in the ceiling that you can't even really look at with the red glasses. Yeah, definitely like flinched down and away from that and working on pure instinct because we're kind of out of options here. I'm gonna like reach a hand up and reach out toward the large woman's mind and try to, I am, Rowan hasn't seen the moles, so she doesn't know that this woman is a clone, but she has a pretty good idea that she might be and try to find out what the purpose of all of this is in this moment and also make it stop. before Reagan gets up so far that something is hurt if she gets dropped. Go ahead and give me a power roll. Oh boy. 55 out of 55. Give me a sanity roll. Yeah. (laughs) That entirely tracks 45 out of 67. Okay. So go ahead and roll 1d4. Uh, three. Three. So you suffer three sanity as you are bombarded with images of mesas and deserts and river valleys and people dressed in primitive clothing, all rapid cycling through, almost as though that it's a timeline of human society. And there are people being beamed down or dropped down into these societies. Regan, the floor beneath your feet gets really hard for a moment as you hear a blood-curdling scream from outside the showering area in the same room as you. The water stops and the bright light shuts off and everything is now red in color as you open your eyes. Can I tell if it is red because the lights have changed color or because there's something wrong with my eyeballs? No, it looks like it's because the lights have changed colors. Going to grab the privacy wall just to make sure I don't go slippy sliding or moving anywhere um, and look around the room. You see Rowan with her hand up and you don't see the large woman anymore. You see a tall, skinny, gray-skinned, large-headed humanoid with very large black eyes that are currently blinking in a mirrored fashion, and their hands are up, and their body is shaking. And you see Rowan has her, her hand up and seems like she's locked in a gaze little trickle of blood out of the corner of her nose. (laughs) Okay, so Rowan is still up and in her own way mind-melting with this gray is what I'm seeing. Yes. Okay. Great. She's just going to dash for it, I guess. She's going to run and grab her outermost layers of clothes, like, just, like, leaving all the rest of it, just grabbing, like, Throwing on a top, pulling up some pants, and then jumping in and uh, pulling Rowan off of this gray. You pull Rowan away, and Rowan's hand drops, and the gray falls to the ground. 
And as they land on the ground, almost with a flash, you're, you're now seeing the, the large-shouldered woman, the Brunhilde, if you will. And they're still shaking on the ground. Rowan's eyes are shut tight, and Rowan seems to be catatonic uh, or in a bit of a fugue state at the moment. Since Rowan is catatonic, I am going to give you a little a little slap on the face. We're just going to start seeing if we can get you out of here. I assume I have noticed that, that we're kind of sealed in here, door closed. Um, so I'm going to slap and, and push her towards door. You slap her and she seems to come to. Her glasses nearly get knocked off her face. You hit her a little harder than you planned. Yes, can confirm. As you're both stumbling toward the door, the door... Blink, shove my glasses up my face. Hey, I, I know you're like in a... You're you're doing a thing right now. I get... Do we need to... Do we need to... That, that... And she's just pointing emphatically to the gray slash woman on the floor. Do, do we need to stick around for this or should we bounce? What did you say? Um, not what I would call a human as much as something out of science fiction, which appears to be our science reality. You see the guy come bounding, is bounding up the stairs in the blue onesie. I'm guessing we should run. Yes. Let's run very fast. And I'll like reach down and, and grab Reagan's hand and look at the guy who's like between us and the door. His eyes are kind of uh, neutral. And, and when he blinks, his eyes have a black mirror sheen underneath him and then he blinks again and they go back to being normal pupils. Rowan is going to push her glasses up her nose and say quietly, I know what you are. I've seen you before. This will not stand. It looks like he's about to slap a button on the wall. Let's go. Take off past him as fast as possible, holding on to Reagan's hand. Full linebacker. We are just going. <laughs> oh, Fantastic. Both of you give me an athletics roll as you run out of this place. Ah, uh, 80 out of 50. Uh-oh. Yeah, I get uh, to check well, that off. Yep, uh, I got a 27 on a 30. So, Reagan, like you said, linebacker style, you drop a shoulder to, to stop the runner. He's taken by surprise and knocked off his feet. And, Rowan, you stumble a little bit over him as you were hoping to maybe do the same, but you're able to get down to the bottom as you're sliding down. Regan, who has, uh, you know, expertly put on their shoes while they were running, hits the floor of the, the camp, and you both bolt out of it. You see, standing down the way to your left, toward the center of the city, you see Agent Bear, fully dressed and smiling as he sees you, sees the two of you running. No time to talk, just run, follow us. Who are you running from? Oh, we're running from them, okay. And where are you running to? I think that we are taking a circuitous route back to the RV because I want Reagan to get that goo off of her skin. Rooster and River, your group text beeps on your phone. It's from the new guy. Oh, why is he texting us instead of using the radio? Yeah. Okay, what's it say? Weber's back at the RV. No moles. 
Wait, what? You read it again. Weber's back at the RV. No moles. Okay. Where's the nearest yellow-green bike? There's one outside. There's three of them outside. Let's go. Oh, good, because I'm not riding on the handlebars. That There's more than one. Just... Uh, and I run and grab a bike and go. Did I say something wrong? Sorry, um, alien attack. Oh! All right, so you guys hop on the bicycles and, and, and head out. Um, you see that he's also hopped on a bicycle and following. Damn it, why'd you say it? Why'd you say it? Because I'm an asshole. Rowan and Regan, your cell phones vibrate and kind of beep. I will look back, like throw a glance back over our shoulder and see if anyone from Fried Marcel is following us or if there's a drone behind us. No to all of those. Okay. Then I think it's safe enough to slow down, wipe the blood off my nose again, and check to see who's texting me. Ross. Weber's back. How? What? But it's not, it's not, it's not the same. It's the original. No, there's, there's no moles. All right. Let's go see what this shit is. Yeah. Let's, let's go find out. Reagan, how are you feeling? Absolutely. Who knows? Let's just, yeah. I'm, now I, I think I'm, I'm ickier than I went in. Yeah. Like, this is just... I feel really, like, caked in dirt, and now I've just applied glue to myself. That's pretty accurate. It looks like it's, like she sprayed you with blue slime. You, you, you look like you were competing on one of the 90s Nickelodeon games. Oh, man. Ugh. It feels like it, too. Yeah, let's get you back to home base so you can get a shower. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I'm covered in science, so at least I can give this to River. That's a very... <laughs> Fuck me. That's a good point. Let's go. River and Rooster, you make it back to the camp and you see the door is slightly ajar to the RV. I'm busting in. You see Ross is sitting across from Weber and Weber is wrapped in a blanket and he's shivering and he's bald and his eyebrows are even gone. Is the other guy still following us? Yes. Oh, if I'd known that, I would have blocked him from coming in. That's okay, River's got that. Yeah, I'm gonna get in his way and say, Hey, take careful, this guy's the man. You don't want to be seen with us. Told you, I don't mind that, but he said there's an alien attack. Are you just pulling my leg? Yes. It was a joke, man. Come on. Give me a persuade roll there, Mr. River. A persuade roll. What's my persuade? Oh, it's not bad. It's a 20 out of 50. All right. All right. I'll, um, here's my card. And he hands you a card. It, you know, if you guys hear anything, because I have a feeling you guys are tuned into some stuff, you know, let me, uh, let me know. Yeah. If I, if I meet any aliens, I'll let you know. Sounds good. Now that I see him, I'm going to relax a little bit and not jump to go attack something. Marine, you all right? 
He looks up and his eyes are bloodshot. I... I don't know. Looks at you. Mm, uh, who, who are you? You remember the last time when I checked your blood? We're going to need to do that again. No, who the... who? Which one of you is Agent Hodgson? None of you. None of you look like she's on her way. Look like a bad. Okay. She's on her way. I'm your gunny. I'd, remember? Just relax. We got you, Marine. All right. You took some head trauma. We got you. We're taking care of you. Let's see. Did you say before that he has blue goo on him? He yes. Oh, well, I'm gonna check him out and hopefully find that. I probably would have given him a towel to wipe himself off because Ross isn't thinking of saving the goo or anything. So it might be some left on him, but it's probably on a towel nearby. There's a lot on him. So what you're saying is he needs a pressure wash to get rid of the goo? Probably. Okay, the question is, should I do a first aid check to see if he's okay so I can check the box or let Rooster have a chance at actually succeeding? (laughs) Don't be me. And let me actually try. You guys can look. You guys give him a look over to kind of see what's going on. Rusha, go ahead and give me a, a first aid roll since you're kind of checking him out. And River, you're you're about to take a blood sample from his from his finger. That's a thirty-seven. Shit, out of thirty-two. Okay. He seems to be exhibiting symptoms of shock. River, you draw his blood sugar. Just for, you know, a quick check just to see where things are at. His hands are calloused, so it takes a a stronger punch through the fingertip. His blood sugar's awfully low. Last time it was really high, wasn't it? Yes. All right. We're going to lay you down, get your feet up, and you're going to eat this cracker. Okay. That's your doc. You listen to him. All right, doc. And I'm kind of... I want to check to see if there's anything else notable. Uh, Other than the fact that all the hair on his body is gone? I don't know that I'm going to check for all the hair, but... uh, Well, his leg hair and his arm hair are gone. Well, then probably all the hair is gone. Well, I'm going to take a sample of this this blue stuff I found on you. Hey, Rooster, you you noticed that guy was talking about blue goo? Yeah, I, I got that. You sent a message to uh, Rowan, too, right? Already on it. I always send it to everyone. Yeah, let's... We're going to wait for Agent Redact to get back, and uh, that way you don't have to tell the story uh, more than once. And with that, serendipity causes the door to open, and Rowan and Regan and Agent Bear walk into the RV. Well, speak of the devil. Step on her tail, apparently. Hi. Agent Weber? As soon as I see Reagan, I'm just going to go right over to her and kind of help her over to toward the bathroom, make sure she's okay. Thank you, Ross. Was she always blue? Rooster, you can't just ask someone why they're blue. There it is. Reagan holds out her arms and she's like, does somebody want to swab this? Yeah, we, we, we need to get a sample of this goo. We were just inside of Camp Marcel. We have a story to tell, but right now... We're dealing with this situation with my counterparts. Yeah. And and now I can compare it to this other sample of blue goo. Yes. Look at Weber. Look at Reagan. Well, we saved your hair at least. Oh, thank God. 
I don't know. It's a lot of work, and this dirt is doing a damage, and it, as it, yeah, just <clears throat> as it go, is. Go take a shower. I'm just pushing her towards the bathroom. I'll crouch down next to Weber. Hi, do you remember me? Uh, no. I'm Agent Redacted. I was told that I wouldn't be able to meet up with you. Ow! It's all right, buddy. Go ahead. You can talk with her. Uh, Okay. Who told you that? I mean, I said that. I I said that when uh, I sent emails out. But if that's the last thing that you remember, you don't remember meeting up with us at all? No. What's the last day you remember? Uh, For Saturday. When when we hooked up the, the camp. When we set up camp, um, we're at we're at we're at the thing in the desert, right? The the burn thing. Yes, we are. Okay. Why are the Renaissance painters all over the inside of this place? It's a long story. It's a teenage mutant ninja turtle themed camper. Okay, it's not that long a story. It's called Turtles All the Way Down. There are a lot of fucking hippies here. That's actually pretty smart. Gotta blend in. Alright. Can you tell me what happened? I'm looking for a DJ that's a drug dealer. Spider J. Yes. He's taken care of. Not an issue anymore. We handled it already. Okay, is he in custody? Yep. Alright. Okay, good. Because you, you, you said that you would help with that, so you got him? What What day is it? It's Monday, the 26th. So only two days, three days? A lot of things happen in a very short period of time, it seems. Life comes at you fast. It seems like it took, it seems like it's taken forever. What do you mean exactly by that? Like, it, it's been, it feels like I was away for longer than that. And he puts his hand up to his head, and then, like, he kind of feels around. Oh. Yeah, sorry, mate. That's all right. It'll grow back. Hopefully. River, go ahead and give me a science roll. Ross and Reagan, you're able to get cleaned up and and cleared up. And are you returning back into the room for this whole thing, or or would you want to like shut ourselves in the bedroom? Uh, I mean, as soon as Reagan is is cleaned up. Yeah, she wants to go back out there and hear the rest of the conversation because she doesn't want to think about stuff. (laughs) And I'm going to check my watch. When it gets close to when we're supposed to be at the bar, if we're still busy here, Ross will volunteer to like just go and get started out there and stall for everyone else if needed. So you head back out into the, the room with the rest of the team. You see that that he's still kind of shaking, but kind of coming to and and kind of putting pieces together. I'm 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 really sorry. This isn't your fault. I was like, you don't remember our argument? We argued. We never argue. I know, because I'm always right. Yeah, you're kind of right. You see, Al's kind of like step back and has his arms crossed and looks like he's contemplating lots of shit right now. I'm going to kind of take Rowan aside for a second so we can speak quietly. So he's in no shape to go anywhere. Not really. What's the play? We just going to keep him here? 
It's close quarters. Don't like that. But we could. I don't like letting him out of our sight when we know that there's another one. Whether that other one is still on the playa or not, unsure at the moment. The good thing is we know that the people who got got seems like they're still around. Yeah. Here's the reason why I don't want him to stick around. We need to talk about all of that. Yeah. Because, don't know if you noticed that Regan's covered in blue goo. Oh yeah, I hard to miss. We had a bit of an adventure. Did it have to do with Gargamel? <laughs> There's only one female Smurf, so no. Yeah, that place... Anyway, I'm not going there. Nope. We could let him go with Bear. I honestly don't want to let either of them out of here. I feel like we're at a tipping point. There's Greys. I saw them. Really? Yeah. I glance over to the hiding spot where the pistols are. I think it's about time to start carrying concealed. Yes, ma'am. Which means you're going to have to ask River very nicely for his. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but for now, we deal with the Weber and Bear situation. We see where he's at after he's recovered a little bit. He looks like shit. If need be, we can probably get a hold of a medic. I suspect they have something like a golf cart to transport people. Get him checked out, maybe. I tried to give him a once-over, but couldn't tell much. I can give him a once-over. See if I can get anything else. I mean, he's shocky, but besides that... No, well, shocky's a good place to start, I guess. Fuck. Got his feet up. Got him some sugar. Good. Thank you, Raster. Well, I can't blow holes in anything right now, so I gotta be useful somehow. That's a mood. Alright, let's go talk to people and see what we can find out. Yay. While Regan and I were alone, I would have told her about Allison and that something was going on with Ruth, but I lost connection. Great, good. I'm sure that. Yeah, I don't don't know what's happening. I'm. I'll so when I can get connection, I will check the email. But it, that seems less of an immediate concern, considering. And I'll just kind of gesture toward Reagan. You know, maybe, uh, maybe Uncle will come down here and join in the fun. Who knows? Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, we could put them against each other in kind of a like, yeah, you know, giant shark versus mega squid scenario. Yeah. That would go horribly for everyone involved. Okay. Yeah. Let's... Did did she did she email me too? I'll, uh, I'll I would ass- my laptop. I would assume I'll hand her back her laptop. <laughs> yeah, she she just kind of pops that open cuz she hasn't literally thought about work at all in a couple of days and just double check her email. Yeah, you see that you have a bunch of emails currently waiting and you don't have a really good connection they collected after after a while and when you were able to be connected they downloaded but right now you don't have a connection to reply back that's fine she'll just kind of scan through them see if there's anything horribly critical to like keep in her brain not just yet yeah she's not particularly concerned about it rowan you give a good look over to agent weber 
he's been talking with Agent Bear. Agent Bear's kind of gotten down and was was chatting with him and kind of consoling him. Bear stands up. I think we need to get him a, some more medical attention. I think he's stable. I don't think it'll be a problem, and I can get him back to. Maybe we can get him to one of the ranger camp, ranger, you know, med stations, and then I can take him back to our RV, and we can kind of figure out where we need to go from there. That seems like a good idea. And you do not let him out of your sight. Oh yeah, no, I'm not letting this one go. Good. But I need you to call me if you see the other one, or other ones. Oh, I don't even want to think about the possibility that there's more than one copy at the moment. Do we think that he's a clone? The one who's right here? Mm-hmm. No. Is there a way that we could figure it out? I'll lift up my wrist and tap the outside of the wrist. Clones have two moles on the outside of their wrist, two moles in the back of their neck. Gotcha. Yep, he doesn't have those. The other one does. I saw them. And that's going to be the thing to watch out for across the playa. If you see people with two weirdly symmetrical moles on the, on the side of their wrist and the back of their neck, they're clones. Great. Yeah. Reagan, maybe you should do some makeup and put some moles on your wrist and neck in case anyone tries to get you back there. I don't think that's going to work. They're going to know that they don't have the original in the goo. Might deter someone, but I guess you're right. So about that science flaw. All of the the components are basic components and basic minerals and elements. It is non-toxic. In two small portions of the samples, you do see that there was some life, some movement in the cells, and then quickly died. No longer microscopic movement. You are able to confirm that they are identical. They're both the same. And there are cells. Yes. So, yeah, this is alive somehow. Or was. Or was. Yeah, definitely. There's an organic material here. Are Weber and Bear still in the room? Yes, they're still in the room. Okay. Oh, those nut jobs were right about the blue goo anyway. Uh, we, we came across a uh, camp of uh, conspiracy enthusiasts. That spend their time making podcasts, if you can believe that. Nerds. And unfortunately, I made a joke that we were uh, looking for aliens and one of them followed us back here. No, we can use that. What? We can use that. Okay. If people here listen to to that podcast, we might be able to use that to warn people away from that camp. How do you know that wouldn't draw more people to there? Would you go to somewhere if you were told that if you go to a place, you'll you'll get uh, sucked into a vat of blue goo and cloned? I wouldn't, but people that listen to that podcast might. It sounds a little bit preposterous in a way that people might choose to investigate it. Like how when they invented that thing where you could know where the cops and fire engines are to avoid it, that's it, it attracted a crowd. And did the opposite. Yeah, one of them was very enthusiastic about getting abducted. Yeah, he said, Oh, I wish I could get abducted just once. There's something there. I'm going to I'm going to pick at that. Oh. Well, if you want to go an excuse to go by there, they've they've got internet. Well, so here's the thing. 
they also have a big green triangle on their sign. Shocking. Not in the loop, as far as I could tell. I mean, normally I'd ask River to give him one of his business cards, but that seems to defeat the purpose here. Yeah, I don't think that's the right approach here. No, I asked him and he went into, oh, the mystic triangles and shit. They also had a bit of a library. I didn't really check it out. It's probably mostly junk, but... Mostly might be the key word there. How soon is it till noon when we have to bartend? I got about 20 minutes. Okay. Let's get Weber back to their RV. Get him settled in. Get him get him comfy. And then we have work to do and people to talk to and drinks to sling. Because I have a feeling that we're going to start getting the sense of how big this is. You're able to contact one of the rangers because there's a ranger that was camping with you or or is in relations with somebody that's camping with you. They come by with a UTV and put him on the back of the UTV to cart him away and Bear goes with him. He waves, waves to you guys as he drives off and the back door to the bar opens up and Random's like, all right, we're going to be opening up the door soon. Everybody that's working, come on in. Here's what we're going to do. For those that don't know how to read, you shouldn't be checking IDs. Because we don't want to give the kitties any alcohol, because then we'll get in trouble. Do you have a bouncer? Uh, yeah, which one of you guys is going to do it? We all just look at Rooster. I raise my hand slowly. All right, hey, I think you've been voluntold, buddy. Welcome to my life. So here's going to be something that, that kicks you right smack dab in the feels. If it says anything, if it starts with 19, you don't have to worry about it. If it says 2001 or 2002, don't worry about it. 2003. Check the date. Oh, I'm old. <laughs> uh, right? I need a shot from that, and it's afternoon, so one request. If you do drink on the job, do it responsibly, because we're not, we're not really paid. People bring in, bring in booze, and he goes through the list of, you know, donations and all that kind of stuff and, and whatnot. No money, changes hands. And if somebody seems to be uh, over inebriated, don't give them anything. And if they've got a problem, tell them it's free and they can't they can't bitch and complain. Uh, I will mention that Ross has changed his clothes. He used to bartend while he was in college at a gay bar. Uh, so he's shirtless. He's got his three inch shorts on and he has taken the collar that he had found and it's around one of his biceps. There is intention here. I'm hoping that someone will recognize it as the person to whom it belongs. Maybe a friend of theirs or something. Not that first person that I saw disappear. There's a method to my madness. I like it. The crowd begins to shuffle in when the doors open. A bugler out front actually lets out a pretty long, nasty bugle from his horn, letting everyone know, and uh, people are starting to come into the Queen's Geese. This tent is not very large. I mean, well, actually, I take that back. The tent is pretty large. It's it's about 40 by 40 feet. There are benches and tables set up. There's a lot of easy made benches that are, you know, basically wood just slotted into other pieces of wood and barrels. And there is an actual bar with a brass rail and uh, quite a few people, you know, belly up to the bar, ask for drinks, provide their own cups. And you're able to socialize and 
get drinks out to people. Rooster, you see a uh, very small couple. When I mean small, they're both about 5'1". They look up at you and they're like, all right, we need to go in, but we don't have our IDs on us. Then you're not going in? Damn it. Are you sure? Do I look sure? And they just stare at him. I look at each other. All right. And they kind of, uh, you know, bounce on down the road. One of the things that Rowan did to prepare herself for the onslaught of people is she actually has like a green Sharpie that she's stuck behind her ear. And she's keeping an eye out for anyone with wrist moles. And if she sees any of them, she's going to make a a little mark on them in some like playful way. Okay. Go ahead and everybody, because everybody's kind of on the, the hunt for these, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Just for information about missing people, drugs, whatever. <laughs> okay. For those looking for the moles, which is going to be everybody, everybody go ahead and give me an alertness roll. Ooh, hot five. 80. 73. What'd you get, Ben? 66. Out of? 66. Excellent. Reagan? 39 out of 40. Excellent. Ross is definitely too busy flirting. Ross, go ahead and give me a U-Mint roll. Uh, that is a 75. That is a fail. Rowan, uh, Rowan, you find uh, a person with those moles. His hair is kind of a little bit long and scraggly, but you see them on his on his wrist. And someone offers to braid his hair, and you see that he's got the moles on the back of his head. When he's reaching for his drink, I'll draw like a green smiley face on the back of his hand before I'm giving it to him. He looks down and smiles. That's fantastic. I'm happy too. Regan, you see another person with the marks on them. More people with like asymmetrical, like purple hair. It's the same girl from before. The one that you saw come down in the bar. Regan's going to go ahead and... Is she at the bar or is she just in the bar? She's in the bar. Okay, but then... um... Reagan is going to keep an eye on purple-haired person, and if Rowan swoops by, uh, she'll point out purple-haired girl and be like, "You want to mark up a mark up a person or, or keep an eye on them as well." Yeah, got it. And I'll keep an eye on that person as well, so that if she comes back up to the bar, I'm going to angle to be the one to intercept and get the drink for her. And if she doesn't, within like. 15, 20 minutes, then I'll, then I'll go and draw a smiley face. Over the afternoon, you do hear about a couple people missing that haven't come home. And you've kind of poked at this thought and idea. A doctor didn't come home last night and her husband is a bit worried and upset. Dr. Susie Alanis, her playa name is Angel Eyes. You hear again about Jesse Neal and... Uh, a woman named Kelly Heritage. They're all camped at different locations. And then uh, Roger, who has got a nickname of the Pizza God, is also missing. And apparently he is quite popular, and his friends have been asking about him. He showed up on site a while ago, but they yeah, he's, he's kind of disappeared on his own. As many of those as I hear them talking about, I want to ingratiate myself to them, make friends, forge as many connections as possible so that I can ask them more about their missing friends and not have it seem weird. Because it's kind of a a group thing and people are introducing others, 
Um, you guys all meet Fonzie with uh, her wife, Amelia, or their wife, Amelia, talking about their missing friend, Kelly. They're expressing, you know, that they're worried about that she might have gone off or something could have happened. But the playa provides and hopefully that she's safe. And it's just that Kelly's just kind of, you know, bounced off to do do something, which everybody seems to have that feeling where there's no real urgency for them being missing. At some point during the afternoon, I want to step aside enough to send another message to Sam and just catch him up on what we saw there. I haven't really had time to mentally process everything that I saw in the Gray's mind. You haven't really comprehended all the things. No, it was such a deluge of everything that I, like, touched on the edge of it. See, just like this waterfall of images and just can't. Yeah. But I will send a long message detailing everything that we've seen so far and end with, I want to find a way to get that camp shut down. Trying to figure that out. Rooster, you see someone that you've met before. He walks into the bar because you don't stand outside the bar. You actually check inside the bar. He steps inside the bar, looks at you, goes, hey, I know you. I work with your buddy. Oh, hey. Um, Yeah, I don't remember your name. I'm Trevor, man. Right, Trevor. Yeah, I absolutely remember you. Um, your name, your, 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 um, your hawk, right? No, your rooster. There you go. ID? Yeah, sure. And he hands you his ID. And you see that he has a set of moles on his arm. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 5 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the redacted reports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Miki Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, and Phoenix Team Handler Dennis. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redact Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. 
They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the Monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The Grand Ball making ghouls of us all. 